The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked triumph? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who follow it. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 I will defy tyrants too. Good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat workers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio. We use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, sonsoflibertyradio.com and also sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to join us on the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you see the face that's made for radio, head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com. The right side of the top of the page there, uh, you'll see uh, Charlotte Isserbeet's uh, image there. Click on the play button. We're going to do a special tribute to her today. And um, if you don't know who she is, you really should know who she is. She's the one who exposed the plot to dumb down America, the Soviet-style education that you are, you and your children, many of you, who still haven't gotten out of that public indoctrination centers we call public schools, they are under that, okay? And she exposed what they were doing back in the 80s. So um, click on the play button there. There will also be Rumble. 
you can join us in that chat, or you can join us in, and when you get over there, you can join us in the congregation, as we're going to call it, uh, on Discord. That's the central hub for chat, if you want to do there. I know some of you are staying on other platforms. That's fine. But uh, many of you asked for a place where all of you could chat together because... Well, you lost contact with each other on the Facebook page and stuff, so it's over there. Okay, so you can you can do that. On the left side of the page is Bradley's show from yesterday. Yeah, it was live here from the Brown Estate, right? I got a little photo bomb in on that, <laughs> which was fun. And um, <clears throat> and then I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about that in just a minute. Uh, also, be sure to sign up sign up for the uh, email newsletter. That's right under where we're we're um, streaming live. So just sign up for that. Uh, if you'd like to help us out, there's a donate button at the top of the page, donate link there, and then you can become a monthly partner with us as a son or daughter if you want to support our message and keep us out there. Today, Bradley will be speaking to to high school students, uh, I believe that's in the morning, and then college students after lunch. So he's still out there you know, presenting the, the Christian constitutional heritage. We do radio, we do internet, um, a variety of other things in the local community and stuff like that. So if you want to support us, that's a way you can do that and help to keep us out there. And uh, and we really do appreciate that. By the way, uh, speaking of the store, this week we're highlighting the Resistance to Tyranny is Obedience to God t-shirts. They come in red and blue. They're normally $20 this week through Saturday at midnight. You can get 10% off by using the promo code RESIST. It's that simple. Use RESIST, you get 10% off through Saturday night uh, at midnight. And by the way, the Dangerous Freedom t-shirts are out. Long sleeve. You guys have been asking for them, Okay. They're out now, and uh, we got them in long sleeve, we got them in short sleeve, and um, yes, yours truly has his on today. Uh, I received mine yesterday, and I do have mine on, so uh, just letting you know that. Now, uh, real quickly, just so you get a gist of what's going on, Denise and I have 10 kids. Now, some of them are out of the house, um, and, uh, and such, and some were gone, you know, to work and things like that yesterday, but... Following the show, we went upstairs. We talked for a little bit. Bradley gets up and goes, all right, I'm hungry. Anybody want some pizza? Nobody answered. He waits about 10 seconds. Well, is anybody wanting some pizza? And nobody answers. And he goes, well, I'm getting hungry. We're going to go get some pizza. So everybody gets up. We go down to this pizza joint that's that we've lived in here and we've never been to. Okay, We've seen it and everything, but we've never been to it. So we go there. Great food. It was the Pizza Man in Clover, South Carolina. If you're ever in Clover, South Carolina... Highly recommend the Pizza Man. Okay, and we go in there. I think we had, I want to say it was like seven extra large pizzas. Now you got to understand they got uh, four boys with them, and I don't remember how many of our kids were. The like six, five or six were with us. We ate all of that and thirty-two wings and left four pieces. <laughs> I mean, it was good. It was that good. It really was. It was great. A great time of fellowship too. And then, uh, and then they headed back uh, over into Fort Mill, where they'll be speaking today. Uh, it, this is the the place where they're speaking is the old Heritage USA that Jim Baker, you know, started. And then when he got busted doing what he was doing, um, all that sat for years. Now they're building that up. Um, from what I understand, they've got the hotels and all that stuff. I haven't been there. Denise and I went there. It was either when we were dating or, or right after we got married, we went over there and they had some little shops and it was Christmas time and we went over there and just kind of looked at what it was. And yeah, frankly, I'm not impressed with stuff like that, but uh, Bradley says that they've done it up first rate uh, and things of that nature. So that's where he's going to be speaking at this morning. So if you're over in the Fort Mill 
I keep wanting to say that's North Carolina, but that's right on TGK. So that's North Carolina, and that's Fort Mill, South Carolina. Is that right? Land nod at me if that's true. I don't know. She doesn't. She knows. Okay, Fort Mill, South Carolina. <laughs> It's it's there. So um, real quickly, let me hit these things right quick. Now, if any of you tortured yourself by watching the communist uh, state of disunion last night with um, Joe Byron, um, then they're going to be talking about that all day. I'm sure I'm going to have some articles out on it all. You talk about just utter, you know, Bradley warned about a tsunami coming. Joe Biden just told you it's coming. He just told you it's coming. Let me let you in on a couple of things. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. I'm going to hit them real quick. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on them. Department of Homeland Security. Unconstitutional agency attempts to browbeat Americans into submission. Calls them terrorists. That's the latest from Bradley. That was from yesterday, if you want to check that out. Also, internal injection passports. One element leading to one world government under the WHO, the World Health Organization. Look, all of this is coming up under all of this um, discontent with government. All of this distrust of government is right, but understand where they're going to lead you. They're going to lead you where you're dying to go, the United Nations. People are going to say, we can't trust our government. Not that you can trust the United Nations either, but that's where they're going to direct you. It's the Hegelian dialectic. They're going to direct you over there. They're going to be the saviors of everything. Uh, Just letting you know that's where all of that's going. Uh, also, sonsoflibertymedia.com, if you're suddenly yelling about Ukraine and have been silent on Yemen, you're being manipulated. That's exactly right. This is by Matt Agrist. Uh, the same people, us, our government, I should say our government, uh, that we allow to, to do what they do in foreign countries, have been doing, you know, have been killing innocent people in Yemen for years. Uh, nobody says anything. Okay. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, critical survey on death and injuries from COVID-19 jabs by Professor Mark Skidmore. You want to check that out. That's a little video with uh, Catherine Austin Fitz and uh, Professor Mark Skidmore uh, in that as well. And also, cop turns activist after her innocent teen son was executed while sleeping during raid on a wrong person. Now, we covered this story several times, Matt did, on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. The cops break in. The guy is, her son is sleeping on the couch and they kill him. It's the wrong person. Now all of a sudden she gets it. Okay, we got some crazy cops who got a badge and a gun and they're criminals. And there's a lot more than people want to let on. It's not just a few bad apples. There's a bunch of them in here. Okay. Because a little leaving leavens the whole lump, doesn't it? And how long has that leaving been sitting in the police force? This is what I'm telling you. I'm fine with defunding the police as long as the people are going to rise up and do their duty. As the militia, the constitutional militia, Article 1, clause, uh, Section 8, Clause 15. If we'll do that, fine. Let's defund the police and let's start taking justice into our hands as the community, as the uh, constitutional law enforcers. That's what we're called in the Constitution, those who enforce the law. So be sure to check those out at sonsoflibertymedia.com. And again, today we're going to have a special tribute to Charlotte Easterbert, Easterbite, and uh, we're, you know, we had her on last year, <clears throat> and um, it's really exciting for a lady her age. She has so much energy, and Steele was very cognitive. Uh, you know, a lot of people as they get older, especially they get in their eighties and nineties, sometimes they start losing their their you know ability to hold thoughts and things like this. 
Charlotte wasn't like that at all that I saw. Now, she said she was, but when she was on the show, when, we, when I talked with her on the phone, I never had any problem like that. I don't think Lynn did either, but there was something that happened there. She had some surgery, and uh, it affected some of that um, close to the time of her death. And uh, so we want to take today, and we want to honor her for uh, her service, a real, a real service to our country in exposing um, the Soviet plot here that has been carried out over the past, what, uh, 40 years or so, to dumb down America. And uh, here to help me do that, as always, on Rotten to the Core Wednesday is the Common Core Diva, Lynn Taylor. Good morning, Lynn. Well, good morning. How are you? I am doing good. I I don't feel like I ate, well, I didn't eat all that pizza. I ate about five or six wings and like two or three slices of pizza, something like that. But, uh, you know, we had a good time. I'm doing great. Uh, the family's doing great. And uh, you've got quite a bit of stuff here uh, for us to take a look at. Uh, for people who don't know Charlotte Isserbeet and who didn't hear the show or anything like that, why is it important that we do a show like this? And why should they remember the name Charlotte Isserbeet? Well, I just sent you an image over message, and that was from 2004. It was, I think you can find the image on education views. Uh, But she was saying that she had gone back through several credible old books and was able to track down the communistic push was at the feet of both political parties. And that in itself is what is taking that tsunami that you're talking about, Tim, that's the root of it. And encompassed in that is education. And if you don't know anything else about Charlotte, that would be the thing to take to the bank, so to speak. Okay. All right. And her comment is, I've reverted to some superb old books, which explain clearly what we're experiencing today here in the USA the implementation of the international communist agenda by both Republican and Democrat parties. So you guys are hollering about a red wave. Guess what you're going to get? You're going to get a red wave. You know what red? You know what red symbolizes, don't you? Red's the color of Russia. It's the color of communism. It's the color of China. It's the color of Marxism. Most people don't even get that. Uh, this these colors of what they do. And that was that quote is from 2004. And uh, Lynn, she yeah. was exposing this stuff back in the 80s oh, when yeah. she was she in absolutely. the the Reagan administration. Right. She absolutely was. Now, in the archives today, we'll have the entire um, episode of when Charlotte was on with you and I last year. Can't believe it was April of last year. Um, wow, so really? We'll that, yeah, it was April of last year. Oh, my so goodness. So we'll have that entire uh, episode for you. But today we're going to play a couple of, we're going to play a few uh, clips from it. But before we go there, Tim, if you would, let's go to her website, because you talked about, you know, the the red of communism on her website. Uh, you should be able to see there's the hammer and sickle right there. You'll see her global road to ruin. Uh, that was where she worked with Anita Hogue. Uh, you'll see the deliberate dumbing down. That is something that uh, she put together with help from her family. I believe her son is now carrying this on for her. Uh, then we have the uh, Soviets in the classroom, and that is uh, a booklet that she put out that um, was in the 80s that was exposing the agreement between Reagan and Gorbachev to usher in what we have seen play out, and it's taking us right down the road to the United Nations hell that it is. 
Okay, so let me ask a question here. Uh, her son also has a website. Do we have his website by chance? No, I'm so sorry. I did not link it to you, but okay. it's American Deception, I believe it is. Okay, all right, because um, I yeah. because one of the things that uh, she brought up was the fact that, um, you know, he was, I guess there was an attempt, attempt on his life, and yes. that website has all kinds of documentation that she had obtained as well. And so I'll throw that in the archive. American Deception, is that what it is? I'm going to look that up here in a second. I believe that is it, yes. Now, again, if you don't know who she was, this woman was such an iconic heroine of our children and our nation. There should be, in my opinion, there should be so much more done to honor her. But she was such a whistleblower. She had them so unnerved in D.C. and and throughout the world that, yes, an attempt was made on her son's life. And um, he did survive. Uh, But, uh, yeah, that's just how bad it was. Yeah, they wanted to shut her up because she was exposing the truth about right. the underlying thing, you know. And for for this generation that's coming up now, they don't remember. And I wasn't alive at the time, but I I remember reading in the history, uh, you know, Nikita uh, Khrushchev's, the guy who was leading Russia at the time, uh, mm-hmm. saying, you know, we're going to destroy America from within without firing right. a shot. What do you see going on today, folks? Any of you guys watch the State of Disunion? Uh, last night, what you, what you should have picked up on there is they have done that. They have done that for the most part. Mm-hmm. And uh, people are still running around going, no, we're free. We're Really? No. Oh, wait till you see what's coming in the next couple of months. No. If you don't put a stop to it, you really, you really have to pay attention to those kind of things. One of my researcher friends said, this is the largest open prison site in the entire yep. world. Yep, it really yep. is. It absolutely is. Okay, um, if you go back to Charlotte's website, I want to point people to Charlotte put this together. And this was a list. It's her Patriot Honor Roll is what she calls it. And she put together the movers and the shakers who were before her and have passed before she did. And then she's got a list of people who are still going. And you've got folks like John uh, Kleisick, who, you know, we're going to talk about a little bit because he is very much in Charlotte's life. You'll see Alex Newman. You'll see myself. You'll see all kinds of people are on this honor roll. And to be on her honor roll is very humbling. You don't ask to be on it. She just noticed your work and said, hey, this person's really knocking it out of the park. I think people need to to be onto them. So that's that's why she put this honor roll together. And specifically this on education, because I I, yeah. know, I saw Cynthia McKinney on there and right. all that. Mm-hmm. That may be true on the education. There's some other things that she's got some problems with that's not very patriotic. Uh, well, but but and I understand. Yep. I and, do. But she's got a lot. I mean, this is a really long list of people of of those who are who were exposing. Mm-hmm. This plot to to stupefy, if you will, right. uh, the it American is. people. It, it absolutely is, and you know that list, frankly, should be longer. And you're absolutely right. There are some people on there who, as far as education goes, spot on. Other areas, yep. not so much. Yep. So we're going to leave that alone because I want people to remember Charlotte. In my eyes, was the example 
of a Timothy woman through and through. And if you don't know what a Timothy woman is, I urge you to go do a Bible study on what a Timothy woman is. But basically, it's someone who's older, wiser, and she's uh, helping lead and mentor those who are younger. And I had an image that I wanted to show that would help depict that. Now, this is showing an older gentleman, but it's what is being said in the picture that is so important that we need to remember to bring on for uh, to do to carry on in Charlotte's name. And it says a wise man makes his own decisions. An ignorant man will follow public opinion. And there we see a gray headed older person. You were born an original. So don't be a copy. And again, we are not going to replace Charlotte. We never could because God only made one Charlotte, but we can carry on her message, which is what a lot of us are intending to do. Now, I said we would talk about Jake for just a minute. He's also known as John Clyzik. He is the one who wrote School World Order. And if you'll remember, we've had him on the show twice. On his website, Behind a Paywall, he is doing everything he can to preserve Charlotte's vast library of resources. And she was able, they had such a unique relationship, Tim, that she was able to, excuse me, uh, write for his book, School World Order. And this is from the foreword, okay? I'm not going to read the whole foreword, but she did write this. She goes, for those unaware of the revelations published in the book, America's Secret Establishment, an introduction to the order of skull and bones, it was I, Charlotte Thompson Iserbite, who provided Sutton with the membership list of the skull and bones from 1832 to 1984. My father and grandfather were members of the order, and I therefore had access hey, to Hey, 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 hang on, hang on a second. Sure. You're telling me that Charlotte, that the reason that people know about skull and bones is because Charlotte gave them the list? Is that what you're saying here? Is this how important this is? Yeah, this is one of the reasons why attempts were made to to harm harm her and her family. Okay. Okay. So it says here, uh, my father and grandfather were members of the order, and I therefore had access to these records, which had never before been published. After carefully scrutinizing these membership catalogs, Sutton said to me, I now understand who is behind the destruction of our sovereign republic under the United States Constitution. And then he also made an astounding statement. The most important piece I ever wrote is how the order controls education. And so with that being the case, you must read Kleisic's book, which provides clear language of all the research heretofore denied the reader who wonders about how the order is still in control of education. Their plot was initiated in the early 1800s. And that's uh, available on John's website as well. Yep, so we'll have I just a link wondered, to that. Yeah. And so I think it's wonderful that uh, she bequeathed to him um, the honor of taking her resources and putting them out there. So he's going to try to get it so that everyone has access to it. I know you have a document that she sent me that we're working on to get it out to the people. And it was how healthcare will tie into education. She sent me the blueprint for that. And unfortunately that was farmed here in North Carolina. Yep. So 
Now, with that said, we've covered those bases. Let's, if you would, go to our particular video that we did last year. And if you'll start with the timestamp of 531, and we're going to play it to 722. All right. Give me a second, because... Uh, sure. Uh-oh. I'm in trouble. Oh, no. Is it not playing? Um. Well, I don't know what's going on here. Blocked. Okay. Here. Okay. It's, it says my extension is blocked for some reason. Huh. Whoops. Well, That's really weird. While you're, while you're doing that... Okay, hang on. Whoops. What, oh, Sorry you got that. it? No, okay. go ahead. Go ahead. You say you want five I, what? I was, I was just going to... Uh, five... 31 to oh my goodness you know what people what? you're gonna love this you're just okay. gonna love this um <laughs> let's take a let's take a stroll down memory lane look at that baby face what in the world happened there um <laughs> i don't know i really don't know something happened <laughs> all right so we're, we're this is right at about 531 till what yeah. what are we playing 722 that's our first clip. all right it's here 531 we 531 to 722 here we go whoops i'm not talking Trying to get her on for months, and um, one of the things is is that first off, let me just say hello to my co-host here. Normally on Rotten to the Core Wednesdays, our Common Core diva Lynn Taylor. Good morning, Lynn. Well, good morning. Good Whoops, morning. I, I hope everyone thing. is ready for this because we have got the long-awaited Charlotte Izzerbeet, and I just wanted to say thank you, Charlotte, for all your pioneering work in blowing the whistle on education and what's gone wrong with it. Thank you for your tireless efforts to help save our children, and what an honor it is to have you today and to uh, be in good communication with you. Well, I'm just so glad you you happened to pop up. You know, a big raging storm out there, uh, worse than the Atlantic and Pacific put together, and because we didn't have anybody really that was, I mean, others might be upset with me when I say that, but any really uh, new face with sharp teeth and uh, a conscience, and I, I consider you very, very important to uh, Lynn uh, to getting a. Uh, the truth out. A lot, you, many, many things that you discussed uh, that I was listening to last week, uh, even I didn't know about. And I say even mm-hmm. I because I always figure that I am sort of up to date. But I find you are the most up to date of all our researchers at the moment. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you so much. That's so wonderful to, to hear those words of encouragement because so many times, as you well, well can identify with, this is such a lonely journey and oh, we need, yeah, I know and so it's wonderful to have people like you and Tim and Bradley and all the others who are yeah. out there just going yes we've got to have this truth well let me let me interrupt okay all right is that where we're cutting off there yep that's where we're cutting off okay. and then the next one is 740 to 1005 all right I'm just scrolling just scaling okay. scrolling through here just a little bit we're we're close enough here all right yep <laughs> <laughs> Well, here's the thing. I just want people to understand who you are. Now, you were Deputy Secretary of Education under Reagan. Is that right? I was the Senior Policy Advisor in the Office of of Educational Research and Improvement, which is the number one office for education, really, education policy. And and it also was connected with uh, OECD in Europe and UNESCO. So, So it's a very important office. It's the, the philosophy, everything that 
where we parents, et cetera, are screaming about and teachers don't like either, uh, was basically out of my office, uh, including the uh, one would really be surprised to hear this, but the really evil office of the National Diffusion Network. I don't know how active they are now, but uh, they were the office that poured these wretched uh, anti-God, anti-family programs into the public schools from 1965, certainly until around 85. Uh, I'm, I think they, they have a new name, but I remember Maine, of course. Maine uh, got a gold medal, so to speak, for having accepted the highest number of those programs. Uh, they were called like the new model me and a positive attitude toward learning. Well, who had, what student has a positive attitude toward learning? I immediately flagged that one when I was on the local school board. So that office was part of it. And then NIE is the great research arm, and that was part of it. And then it was school choice, uh, charter school choice was part of it. Uh, a very important office. The I would say the office that handled all, all of the uh, programs, the, the bad programs that the parents Anita Hogue always used to say, she always said Williams Beatty was an educator the parents like to hate the most. Well, I would say that that office should be the office that I, the one I worked in, that the parents should, would like to hate the most. So that mm-hmm. was my office, and I had access to everything. Mm-hmm. Let, let's uh, throw. Okay, Lynn. Okay, very good. All right. <clears throat> Next one is 1043 to 1305. And have you noticed what she's talking about, school choice and charters? And mm-hmm. what are we seeing with the midterms? What is What have we talked about earlier this year with all those bills in D.C. about school choice, and especially the one that would give you $10,000 per family? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so who couldn't use ten grand? <laughs> well, yeah. Okay, so let's move on. You uncovered... Something, you know, everybody looks at Reagan as this great conservative. I I just had an interview with Del Bigtree with the high wire. um, And Del was talking about the vaccine, you know, immunity. Guess what? He said they blackmailed Reagan to push that through. And so everybody has Reagan as this great conservative. But boy, he was selling us out left and right. How did that happen under his administration to the Soviets that you discovered? Well, I don't think that he's any different from, uh, I, I, I know people are probably shocked when I say that we haven't had a president who was anything other than a hardline socialist since Calvin Coolidge. I call half of them, oh, I yep. call them communists, the presidents we've had. Half mm-hmm. of them are probably hard, hardline socialists. Mm-hmm. And that's what we, I, I, I stand by that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, what what was yeah. it under under Reagan that you came across? Because this came out in your book, Deliberate Dumbing Down of America. Oh, yeah. And you uncovered some documents. And by the way, folks, um, you know, Amazon's got Charlotte's book up. I think it's like 250 or $300, but she's got it for free in a PDF that you can pick up, which we're going to have a link on the, in the right. archives through the show. What was it yeah. that you uncovered there that, um, you know, I guess well, there to- was one. It was a grant, and it was I. I was lucky. I was a, a teacher. Was brought on board as a uh, special assistant too, and uh, she, you know she was had her 
desk next to mine, but she really mostly enjoyed having a good time in Washington, and she was bored with the documents. And I saw this big document on her desk, and I said, hey, you know, I won't mention her name, but I said, uh, what's that? And she said, oh, I meant to look at that, you know. And I said, well, may I see it? And she said, oh, yeah, do you want it? Why don't you, you take a look at it? I said, yeah, I would like that. Mm-hmm. So she willingly gave it to me, and I started looking it through. It was called Project uh, Best. Best. Better Education Skills Through Technology. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I got into it. I spent quite a lot of time, and I saw I did not like it. It was a complete federal takeover with a computerized com- curriculum, really. Okay, Lynn, we're, we're past the timestamp there. Do you want me to yeah, continue on that? That's it. No, that's okay. good. That's good. Okay. Uh, next is 1833 to 2012. Now, before we go to that one, she talked about Project Best. You and I had did, uh, you and I did a show on the updated version of Project Best, and that's where the artificial intelligence is being ushered in, the 5G, the... Um, yep. Yeah, all that, that surveillance uh, that Snowden warned us, warned us about, that that's all in there as well. All right, and we're doing 1823 to 20... 12. 12. All right, here we go. Hey, Charlotte, you know, you can't come back in here. And I just said, well, that's okay. I got it all. Yeah, that's the story. <laughs> yeah. But now, now all of this centered around the fact that Reagan had made some kind of an agreement with the Soviets, basically selling our children out, wasn't it? Well, he didn't do that until that. Okay. This is very useful okay. because the agreements that he signed dealt with technology, too. That was in 1985. What I'm talking about when I got fired was 1982. So I get out. I go home. and then. But I'm still very active, you know, with, with my buddies in Washington. Uh, when the agreements came along, and we all, we paid, we raised $5,000 to put an ad, full page ad in the Washington Post, sorry, Times, Washington Times, uh, you know, exposing uh, what Reagan had done. Uh, he signed the uh, Education and Cultural Agreement with Gorbachev in 1985. And mm-hmm. that was, that broke the back of our American education system. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. All right, Lynn? Yeah, it did because it first the plan from the UN first surfaced in the state of Minnesota in the same year, 1985, and I was able to unearth that document and send it to a lot of the folks in Minnesota who were fighting the state level. So yeah, that timeline is spot on. And Charlotte, it's really interesting to hear uh, that light bulb moment that you had about once you found the document, you just couldn't be quiet because I know people have asked me before, well, how'd you get started in education research? I had a similar light bulb moment and it was pretty much to the fact of, well, now that I know this, there's no way I can keep my big mouth shut. So I've got to, I got to tell everybody. <laughs> okay. Lynn. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Keep that yeah, big that mouth big shut. Is, yep. That's right. It still goes. <laughs> okay. Our next one is 2309 to 24. 2309. Boy, I have to scrub through that and just get it. I'm just going to start a few seconds early. So here we go. That's fine. That's fine. I will give them to you because they're cheap as dirt. All you really have to pay is postage. Nobody wants these books. So they're very cheap. One is called It's Good Lads, A Place Called School. That's good, lad. Then Schooling for a Global Age. 
is another very important one. Uh, communities and their schools, that's all the community had is total Chinese communism. And the other one is art and the schools, how they can use, you know, Beethoven's symphony, you know, turn the lights down with the kids in the, in the uh, auditorium and play this musical, wonderful music and talk about getting rid of war. Hmm? Okay. Uh-huh. So those are the four books that, that every single commissioner of education in the country received. All right. All right. Now, before we move on, A Place Called School. This is what she's, this was one of the books she was talking about. And I read it, as you can tell. And if you can't see, I have the book and it's slam full of sticky notes, tying it to modern day political garbage from both parties. Mm-hmm. Okay. But don't miss the fact that she was talking about, um, oh, goodness gracious, this this person and this person had written a report that was way bigger than this book. And that's what she was reading that horrified her. And that's how she knew to find these four books. And the reason I wanted to play it was to not only tie it into modern day politics, but to give you once again, those four book titles so that you can go and find them. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now our next one, and I keep looking over at my notes because we're getting close to one that I want folks to really hone in on. And that's about the school choice, but we're not quite there yet. I'm trying to build a platform through her interview so that we can see where we need to keep going. Okay. okay. All right. So the next one is 2542 to 2907. 2542. All right. We're going to get close. At one point that you worked at the State Department. Now, did you notice yeah. when you were at the State Department, did you notice any kind of interest that that department had in the Department of Education? And the reason I'm asking is because since uh, you left and since everything has gone the way that it has gone, there are at least 13 different federal agencies that now have contingency plans for the Department of Education, and the state is one of them. Well, yes, uh- State Department was, that was very important uh, mm-hmm. with the agreement that Reagan signed with Gorbachev. You know, that was under the auspices of, that was George Schultz, the poor, you know, our Secretary of State, uh, who signed that agree, signed it with the uh, Soviet counterpart. Uh, so uh, State Department has always been very, very important uh, in regard to American education. And the goal, uh, if you go through the, all the history uh the uh, global education, a lot of it, you, know, you had people from the State Department on, on the panels, et cetera. So, uh, but I, I must say, when did I leave the State Department? I left it, I went in in 1956, and uh, I, I left in 1963. You know, uh, and I, I don't recall uh, the work I was involved in in Soviet affairs. And, I was working in Soviet affairs, right, and uh, Eastern European Soviet affairs and African. And, but uh, I saw a lot, but I don't recall any of what I was involved in, which dealt with American education. I'm sure there was a place, it probably was through USIA, United oh, States yeah. Information Agency, terrible, mm-hmm. really bad. They were all involved in Reagan's agreement with right. Gorbachev, too. And, right. uh, 
But I'm not giving. I, everybody knows that uh, the the chief vehicle uh, to make our country communist. Uh, I mean, not everybody, but anybody who's working there uh, in the department, uh, the department knows that our agreements with the Soviet Union, which started in 1956 in education, uh, are key. Yeah. Uh, because uh, we are implementing the Soviet system. Right. Now, it became more and more obvious when we went for school to work, right? That, oh, yeah. But what had to happen there was uh, uh, the uh, apprenticeships. And uh, that what had to happen was the uh, White House Conference on Private Sector Initiatives. Mm-hmm. I'll never know why my boss always made me liaison with all these offices where I could be part of it, you know. Um, and so here I'm the liaison with the White House private sector initiative, which sounds so nice, doesn't it? It's the- now, okay, is that where we're cutting off there? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, yeah. notice she said, why did I always get put in these places yeah. where I could do the most damage? That was God. That was yep. absolutely God. But I wanted to point out, she just told you. State Department knows what's going on. Yep. They have to. And the U.S. aid, we've done we've done several shows on it. We've done several shows on the State Department, on education-wise. But I know on Sons of Liberty, State Department has come up for many other things as well. Uh, but don't forget, the State Department's key in this because you can't get to the United Nations without it. Okay? Yeah, and she. Now, this, it's funny. She was in the State Department the same time Victor was, too. We used to yeah, come on on Tuesday. She was yeah. in the same time. Yep, absolutely. Okay, now the next one is where we're going to hear about the school choice, and this is what the banner that we need to be picking up, and that is 2910 to 10, uh, let's see here, 2910 to 3046. So listen for school choice. Okay. It's it's the Soviet system mm-hmm. uh, of, of school to work, and people will say, oh, well, they don't have a private sector. What do you mean? Well, I just say, what difference does it make? They have a corporate. They have corporations, mm-hmm. and the corporations are in bed with the government. So it's the same yeah. thing. And well, the- uh, then through school choice, the whole thing is like you know, you just sew it up together, and you've got the you've got the Soviet system. You have no choice for your, your children. Have no choice for future employment because they use the quota system. Mm-hmm. And I have great great quote in my book by, you've probably seen it, Eugene Boyce, uh, Georgia, and he's high up educator, and he's the one who said, um, he's talking about, how, he basically the last sentence I think says, in communist countries, they do, they do not, edu- they only educate for jobs that exist. They don't yeah. educate for jobs that don't exist. It's, it's an incredible quote. It means that the children are selected it's a quota system, and they're selected. You only have 10. You want 10 welders? Well, your son might have wanted to be a welder ever. You know, he's number 11. He cannot mm-hmm. be. Right. No choice. Right, exactly. Uh, oh, well, we, yeah. And we know that, you know, the Every Student Succeeds Act on page 17 said that all education had to be aligned to the same post-secondary readiness standards as laid out in the Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act. So there was no hiding that this was not about academics this was supposed to be about that you know that workforce system okay lynn okay so 
it isn't about choice. It's about force. Yep. And it's all for the work system. Okay. But let's see. She's talked about apprenticeships. Hmm. We had a former president do what? Pump up apprenticeships. Yep. We've had. Um, and by the way, apprenti- another- apprenticeships are good, but not when they're government controlled like that. They're not good. And- Exactly. When everything is funneled through the lens of Common Core, career tech education, STEM, the whole nine yards, it's toxic. And that was one of the things that that we both uh, were able to pick up on the same uh, train of thought. But I want to point out when Every Student Succeeds Act was signed into law by President Obama, another former president. What was it? It was for jobs for the future. And what does she just tell you? They don't educate for jobs that don't exist. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind. Okay. The last clip from this particular show, 5155 to 5411. 5155 coming up. Yeah. All right. Here we go. I wrote an article on it. You know, said we, we did it to ourselves, really, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're, we're just going along with everything. We think it's okay to be locked up in our... Wait a minute. Did I get the right one? Did, what did yeah. you say? Okay. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. You Through 55... Uh, 51, 55 mm-hmm. to 54, 11. 54, 11. All right. Thank you. Our homes yeah. and, and uh, you know, we have all our groceries delivered. Everything. You can, there's nothing we can't have delivered to our house. So we've lost the whole uh, humane... Uh, society that we had before where i even as i said in my article i i even miss seeing the people i don't like outside <laughs> you, know, you know it's this is this is a totalitarian system that's being mm-hmm. put in for the school uh agenda uh under the uh guise of uh covid and that's what covid is all about it's it's the dictatorship being imposed on us through a phony uh, health crisis. And it's not that COVID doesn't exist. We know that. But it's, it's nothing more than, uh, I mean, what's her name? Lorraine Day, you know, the great uh, surgeon and expert on vaccines. She's 84 years old. I love that interview. I, I put it up on my website. And Jeff French did it with me about two weeks ago. We read from, uh, we listened to Lorraine Day talking. And people should listen to that. Because she's brilliant. She's she's right on. And that's exactly what they're going to do. It's going to be, we're going to be interned in our homes. Oh, yummy, yummy. And Amazon can deliver all our food and everything and whoever else and what. Oh, you can even buy a car now on the Internet, right? You know, so uh, we like this. This is totally abnormal. You ask me what you what we should be telling the children now? Yes. Do you want to move into an absolutely abnormal a uh, world that nobody could ever have dreamed about except these wretched people like Klaus Schwab. Uh, and uh, we've got to take this into consideration. Our children have got to fight this. This is against all humanity. You know, even you don't even have to have a religion to understand that this is a totalitarian system. Hmm. And they're using the COVID to put it in. Yep, that's exactly what they've done, and that's what they're doing, and that's what they're you know they're going to continue to. And you know something that she's saying there, um, I pro- I probably didn't pick up on it when she was saying, but it's it's 
It's this way of isolating people from one another so they they lose Mm -hmm. compassion for one another. And I've seen it in the social media thing when you see – the reason we have some of the videos we have is because people aren't stopping to help the people who are being beaten up or robbed or – you know, hassled by the cops or whatever the case may be, they're they're sitting there recording it, thinking, "Well, I'm going to put this on the internet and this needs to be yeah. alive and this, that, and the other." Or, or maybe some of them have a good intention in saying, "I'm recording it so that this person can get some justice. I'll make sure they get it or something." But it mm-hmm. really distances us from doing our duty. And the Bible says that we're to love one another, and that involves being in one another's lives and doing things. And so. Mm-hmm. I, I this is this is really interesting all of this social conditioning that goes along with the indoctrination that's coming in education but it's part of the propaganda yep. that goes along with this it's part of that that government controlled mind manipulation and you know Suzanne Hamner and I have been exposing that uh for oh, gosh we did that what last year i believe it was took a whole month to go through all the the stuff that's going on as far as uh, mind manipulation. Now we do have a, another video where we, um, it's not near as long and the timestamps are very short, but I don't know how much time we have left. I know we might need to go over a little bit. About so, six minutes. Oh, we, okay. All right. We, we might could get this in. All right. This particular interview was done in Connecticut. Now it was published on the day that Charlotte passed I don't think she gave it on the day that she passed because she was at home and and died uh, comfortably in her home. Um, But I don't know when it was recorded, Tim, but it was aired and published on the 8th of February. And the reason why this one is important is because she's going to tell you what our fight should be, the new Trojan horse in education. And that's very, very important. Okay, so we're going to start at 2.26 and go to 3.32 on this particular video. And like I said, this is from a news station out of Connecticut. Okay, it's coming up to 2.26. Well, that's 2.26 there. Okay, so somebody's singing there. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's the wrong thing. No, you're supposed to see Charlotte talking. Oh, oh no. Well, um, that was uh, Dan Happel's connecting the dots. Oh, that's uh, maybe that's my fault. Okay. Uh, it obviously is my fault because I'm the one controlling everything here. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know which one. I have everything okay. open, so I don't know okay, which one I'm missing. Steve, oh, okay. Here it is. Steve. The thing one with Connecticut. Page. Sorry about that. Yeah. No, that's my fine. fault. Uh, two, no, don't worry about it. Two, yeah, we're going to hang on. 226 to 332. All right, let's pick it up a couple of seconds. Early. You have that's a smoking gun. So everything that has happened since was deliberate. You know, they created the deliberate academic dumbing down in order to get people dialectic, to scream and yell, and and ultimately to go to school choice. Now we hear about school choice. Uh, tax-supported school choice isn't choice. That will mean that all all private education that takes a penny of tax money will be public. They will have to follow the UNESCO United United Nations agenda. Now, uh, my concerns are mainly in the area of of stopping school choice because that's the agenda with unelected boards to bring our country down. We will very likely lose our taxation by representation. 
elected officials, once we allow the second largest budgetary entity in this country to be run by unelected boards. That's why I'm totally opposed to any form of school choice that takes tax money. The only school choice that's legitimate is when you, unfortunately, have to sit down and write that check on your own. Now, as far as communist... Okay. Okay. Now, um, this is another one. We'll have the entire interview for you to see. The next one is 415 to 430. In that 15 seconds, I want you to hear what she says. Good for them. But they have to look at the situation where... Common Core and School Choice are one. It's sort of like apple pie without the cheese is like the kiss without the squeeze. (laughs) The kiss without the squeeze. (laughs) Yeah, but did you see Common Core and what? School Choice Mm. are the same. And what have I been saying on page 17 for years now? Okay, last one. 534, excuse me, 434 to 549. Okay. Is the Trojan horse. And that should be, the parents can keep fighting Common Core if they want, but even if they win, it won't ever go away. See, because it's only a rerun of what we've had ever since 1970 with the National Assessment for Education Progress. The goal has always been, that's the, it's attitudinal change they're looking for. They want the new global man through the schools and that's the assessment it's marxism so the the big deal is school choice stop it it has to be stopped in its tracks and and it's very interesting how take lou gerstner the former head of ibm calling on president obama to bring down all 16,000 school districts now that is absolutely obscene when you think of the number of children in this country, now where are they going to go? He's not talking about brick and mortar. He's talking about getting rid of elected boards. The corporations and the government in bed together, that's called fascism, socialism, communism, they can't stand elected boards. All right, then. Okay. That's where we need to go. And guess what? The politicians are, are doing what right now? They're waving the banner for school choice, especially under the guise of relief from COVID because Johnny and Susie can't learn. So I want us to be able to take Charlotte's uh, baton that she has now handed us and let's run with it. Now in the archives, you're going to see uh, interviews that she did uh, with Jake, uh, with Patrick Wood, uh, with Jeff Rents. Uh, You also have my particular interview with Jeff where we talked about Charlotte. And on a personal note, Charlotte would send me emails. And here's one of the things that I wanted to share with the audience. Okay. If this is going to be a long, let's go ahead and close out the show and we'll let you do it. No, it's because you got like five seconds. Oh, okay. (laughs) Commonforeviva.com. Okay. All right. We'll have that in the archives, uh, guys. So be sure and check that out. And uh, thank you, Lynn, for bringing that up. And uh, you guys. Check this out. Share it with your friends, especially those who are still in the public indoctrination centers. Bradley, be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Don't forget us on BeforeIt'sNews.com, DLive, and the rest of those guys. And uh, we'll see you in the morning, 6 a.m., Lord willing. Adios.